0: By virtue of the true faith revealed by God and believed by us in accordance with the scriptures and the teachings of the fathers, we know that God is one in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Don't get confused about spirit versus ghost. Ghost is simply a Germanic word. It comes from the word Geist in German. And spirit is the Latinized form of the same word, Spiritus. Same word, two different languages. We know that God is one. In the three persons. God is perfect relationship. It reminds me of. A lady on the subway in New York. That told the priest. Blurted out to a priest that was there. She said. Father it. It ain't religion. It's relationship. And the priest. Thinking of this reality. That God is love. God is one and three, God is love, he said, You're right. You got it. The the very word religion means to to put back together. To unite. Communion. Even the word, we say, Saint John says, In principio era verbum, the word the Word comes and goes. The Word unites. The Word is relational. Comes from the Father to us, goes back to the Father. This is the reality we're living of the Word. We go to the Father through Him. God is perfect relationship of the three in one. God is therefore relationship. He is love. The one true God. That is the mystery of the Trinity. Whom we celebrate today. The mystery of God. Who he is. He is Father, he is Son, he is Holy Spirit. Period. Period. I believe in the Father, therefore, we say in the Creed, and with every signum crucis, every time we bless ourselves, I believe in the Father, and I believe in the Son, and I believe in the Holy Spirit. We recall Him, we reaffirm our faith in Him, we confess Him. All of the Catholic sacraments and prayers and devotions are deeply involved in this great central truth of God, the three divine persons. And it's such a Catholic reality that you can often tell the Catholic soccer player by the sign of the cross. This is the great central truth of who God is, the three divine persons. Let us which is brought out in all of our catholic devotions, beginning with the center of our catholic devotions which is the holy sacrifice of the mass, the representation of the sacrifice of Calvary, transhistorically in an unbloody manner. The body and blood of Christ are offered to the Father on our altars, as we just did today. Let us take the Holy Mass as an example of how we invoke and we worship the Most Blessed Trinity explicitly. It is an action toward the Father. It is an offering made through It is Christ himself who offers himself to the Father. Christ is the offerer and the offering and the altar of the sacrifice and the offering is made by the power of the Holy Spirit through the ministry of the church. To the Father, through the Son, by the power of the Holy Spirit. First, listen to the canon of the Mass directing the action toward the Father from the beginning of that canon. Wherefore, O most merciful Father, the priest bows bows profoundly to the altar after having looked up at at the crucifix with arms extended, bows down, we, wherefore, O oh most merciful Father, we humbly pray, he says, and beseech thee through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, that thou wouldst vouchsafe to receive and bless these gifts, these presents, these holy and unspotted sacrifices, which in the first place we offer you offer thee what sacrifices the bread and the wine. we offer thee, For thy holy Catholic Church. Grant her peace, protect, unite, govern her throughout the world. We invoke the Father for his protection with the Pope and the local bishop who profess this faith, the Catholic faith of all time throughout the world. The Mass is the holy sacrifice, and every sacrifice is offered to heaven. Or to hell, God forbid. To the one who is worshiped thereby, every sacrifice is properly directed to God. It's a sacrifice, it's a a victim offered to God, to worship God. On high, in altum, the, the priest looks up to heaven, raising his eyes to heaven. And, and in a low voice he says this prayer. And in Latin, especially in Latin, facing the crucifix, looking and spe- and, uh, it, so as to look and speak to Christ. As the words of Christ from the cross, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. So the Mass is offered to the first person of the Most Blessed Trinity. The Son is the principal, the second person of the Most Blessed Trinity, the eternal Son of God, is the principal offerer. He is the priest and the victim, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world of this sacrificial offering of the Mass, and He is the altar of sacrifice, His body. Thus, we repeat over and over after every phrase in the canon of the Mass, we ask this, we do this, through Christ our Lord, amen. I love the amens. Love the amens. In the new Mass, the priest has the option of of skipping that, through Christ our Lord, amen. I never skip it. Love the, The amen is the confirmation of faith. You're saying... This is the truth above every other truth. I stand and fall on this. I live and die on this. This is the meaning of everything. He, Christ our Lord, to the Father, the relationship in God for which you were created, is everything by the merits of the passion and the death of our Lord Jesus Christ is what we say every time the priest says through Christ our Lord Amen at the Mass per Christum Dominum Nostrum Amen per Christum Dominum it's a mantra throughout the canon we associate ourselves with the Son to offer ourselves with him to the Father the priest in fact stands in persona Christi in the very person of Christ indistinguishable from Christ Christ the offerer, the victim, and the altar. That's why the priest must receive the Eucharist at the Mass. He's the only one that must, perforce, receive the Eucharist at the Mass for the Mass to be valid. It's the consummation of the sacrifice of the victim, giving himself to the Father and the person of the priest, the person of Christ. This is my body, the priest says, first person singular. This is my blood. Speaking to the Father, giving Himself to the Father, loving the Father in the person of the Son. It is Christ Himself who is making the gift of Himself to the Father for the for the sake for your sake, for the sake of the world, of the many, of those who would believe in Him. It is truly the Son who then speaks in every priest's voice. Hoc est enim corpus meum. Hic est enim calix sanguinis mei. In the ancient language of Latin, and the posture of the priest, bow down looking at the host, then elevating it. To the crucifix. To the Father. Showing the action and the direction. From the Son to the Father. Emphasizing Christ is present. And active. Christ is the priest. The Son. The second person of the Blessed Trinity. Offers the sacrifice of himself. For the salvation of the world. To the Father. This offering is made, finally, by the Church, by the power of the Holy Spirit who makes it happen. He he applies the merits of the passion and death of Christ in the sacramental dispensation of the Church who comes to us from the Father and the Son. The priest extends his hands over the elements of the bread and the wine, at the Epiclesis for the consecration, in the form of the descending dove, asking God, the third person of the most holy Trinity, the Holy Spirit, to come down and bless and sanctify the gifts. He who is the, sancti- the s- sanctifying Spirit. As the Spirit covered and descended on Mary for the Incarnation as the Spirit descended on Christ at his baptism. It is the power of the Holy Spirit, the love link of God, that comes down on these elements and changes them into the flesh and blood of Christ incarnate. And so we have fire on burning the candles. We're in the Holy Sanctuary ring the bells, and blow the incense. This is the the mountain of God, the gate of heaven on the earth. On earth. The most perfect participation of the baptized in the life of the Most Blessed Trinity is to participate at Holy Mass, participation in the holy sacrifice of the altar, the Eucharist, and thereby participate in the Most Blessed Trinity, in the flesh of Christ, which is the flesh of God, The most blessed trinity has one flesh. It's the body of Christ. You eat him, you eat God. And you are united with him. And if you don't, you're not. Read John 6. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood, I will live in him and he will live in me. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood. And the word there, the Greek word means unless you masticate. Unless you chew up, unless you eat for real with your teeth in your mouth and swallow with your throat, Jesus Christ, you have no life in you. But if you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, if you masticate the flesh of man and drink his blood, you will, I will raise you up. You will live forever. This is what we are made for. This is what every man is made for. God is relationship, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And we are persons. What it means to be person is to be in relationship. I would go even further and say that everything in the world is relationship. The ancients used to say the atoms were the most fundamental reality, but now we know that atoms are electrons, protons and neutrons, and then you have the subatomic particles. I'm not a scientific expert, but I know at least that much. Everything is made up of of spinning particles dancing around. It's interesting, we discovered three elements in every atom. (laughs) Subatomic particles. You figure it out. You might have the vocation to be a scientist. I'm a priest. But I know that every man is born of a woman. There's two at least. And the seed came from another man. There's three. And that every man throughout his life, the psychologist will confirm it. Needs love. And he will die if he doesn't have it. And he will do everything to find it if he's deprived of it. Something about narcissism. They say if a man doesn't receive the love he needed from his parents before he was two, he will find, he will spend the rest of his life trying to figure out how to fill that empty void and he will do it in vain, except in Christ. Actually, every man has a, a hole in his heart that will be filled. Every man has a heart which is a container which is only properly filled with God. We are made for God. God is three in one. We're made for relationship. Peace, St. Thomas Aquinas says, the Christ peace is peace with God. I said it before. Peace Peace with yourself. And that peace with yourself depends on knowing on the affirmation and the assurance that you are loved. Unconditionally and totally. That God loves you. That's the meaning of life. without without knowing, without the assurance that you are loved by God, by really loved, life is unbearable. And when you know you are loved, life is pure joy and peace. The peace with God gives you peace with yourself so that you can share the peace with the others. You're made for a threefold peace. Again, relationship. God is relationship. God is love. And you are in the image of God. Things will not satisfy you. He is your satisfaction. If you will be satisfied. You were made for Him. This is why we need the Mass. Because we hereby eat God. Christ who offers Himself to the Father and gives his flesh and blood for our food by the ministry of the church and the power of the Holy Spirit. We attend Mass, we offer Mass to enter into the mystery of heaven in the Roman and Apostolic Church inspired by the Holy Spirit. And we shall offer ourselves together there with Christ, our only priest, to the Heavenly Father by the Spirit, together with Christ, through Christ, to the Father. We shall love and live our faith, which is faith in Christ, the perfect image of, of, the, of the Father, the Eternal Son, whom we have by the Holy Spirit. And every one of us in our parishes, in in our homes, and in the world, we will thereby love God and enter into the relationship of God in communion, in the holy communion between the Father and the Son in the Holy Spirit with the Blessed Virgin Mary and all the saints.